0: The Giant Thinker's Giant Thinker's Thinkers Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Ram Castillo and in this podcast, I'm bringing to you top experts from various industries worldwide to learn from their success and to help us become better designers, creatives and giant thinkers. Hello there mighty giants, welcome to episode number 33. This is going to be a little different to all the other episodes in the past, I've not yet done a solo episode as I haven't had a good reason to do so until now. So if you're a first time listener, welcome, usually I have a conversation with one expert guest and attempt to dissect their story, the lessons they have learnt along the way, and the advice they would give to their younger self. However, I think it's time to mix things up, and what better way to do so than to pair the release of my second book, How to Get a Mentor as a Designer Guaranteed, with the first 35 minutes of my audiobook version, which equates to the first 50 pages of the 200-page book. Now, the entire audiobook version goes for about 2 hours and 10 minutes, and I thought I'd give you a solid amount as a sample here for you, just to base your thoughts on it in case you were looking to grab a copy. I also took the liberty of reading it out in my own voice to hopefully add greater authenticity and connection with you, and let me tell you, that was my first time recording an audiobook in a professional studio. And man, do I empathize with voiceover artists. It's definitely not as easy as it may seem. So before we dive into it, I want you to take a second and imagine racing against the clock to wrap up three projects, prepping for a meeting later in the afternoon, all while trying to tackle a mountain of paperwork. Welcome to life as a freelancer. Challenging? Yes. But I believe, and so do our friends at FreshBooks, that the rewards are worth it. As we all know, the working world has changed. The growth and speed of the internet has created endless possibilities for the self-employed. To meet this need, I'm excited to let you know that FreshBooks has recently announced the launch of an all new and improved version of their cloud accounting software. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom built for exactly the way you work. When it comes to the invoicing and accounting side of things, I found it the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and the most efficient way to get paid quickly. The all-new FreshBooks is packed full of powerful features, including the ability to create and send professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds, set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days faster, and view when your client has seen your invoice to put an end to the guessing games. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to all you Giant Thinkers listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com giant and enter Giant Thinkers in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, here we go. I present the first 50 pages of my second book, How to Get a Mentor as a Designer Guaranteed in the audiobook format. Enjoy. A small step in the right direction trumps a big step in the wrong one. Ram Castillo Introduction Here are the five main lessons you'll walk away with from this book. You will better understand why you need a mentor. You will be able to cultivate your value offering to prospective mentors. You will know how to gather then curate the specific mentors in line with your goals. You will learn how to approach, make contact with, and create rapport with your listed prospects. And you will be able to navigate your way in the mentor-to-mentee relationship. If these ideas resonate with you, I invite you to keep reading. Why You Need to Read This Book You deserve to succeed faster and be fulfilled deeper. Whether you agree with this statement or not, I certainly believe you do. Why? Why not? And I use the term succeed and fulfilled in accordance with your personal definition of those words. I've written this for emerging and established designers who want success and fulfillment, although most principles presented in this book are transferable and applicable to non-design-related industries too. Regardless of industry, Most people are taking the long route to their professional and personal development goals. I certainly did, in patches and waves. We can often be overwhelmed, do the wrong things in the wrong order, burn time and energy, reinventing the wheel. If you are indeed a designer, as the title suggests, emerging or established, you must continually cast a wider net in character development. Growth, maturity and understanding in business leadership, ethics, economics, empathy, and relationships are just a few dimensions that require constant nurturing. If you truly believe that being a designer is more than a title that sits under your name on LinkedIn, then I have no doubt you believe in the necessity of being mentored. Furthermore, being a designer is more than crafting or executing. It's a process of unraveling human-centered problems while considering intentions, organisational objectives and future ecosystems. This process is a constant tango of discovery, which demands the designer participate in multi-layered conversations. So our ability to problem-solve is directly in proportion to our experiences. This includes the depth and breadth of our interactions, and the quality of our relationships. For this reason, many designers understand the importance of getting a mentor, but just don't know how to go about it. If this sounds like you, then you're in the right place to bridge that gap. Having a mentor gives me insights into things I wouldn't otherwise see in the dark. Krishya Katabay. My invitation to you Writing this at 30 years of age, I suspect that to some degree even subconsciously, we have many similarities. I make this assumption because if you've been drawn to this book, it means that you're searching deeply for guidance. I too felt this 10, 15, even 20 years ago. I lacked self-belief, self-confidence, and direction. For me, this translated to the fact that I was shy, short, and a Filipino immigrant from a low-to-middle-income family. I was never the smartest, never the fittest, always the shortest, and never the most popular. All of these attributes were reflected in my pile of participation awards, at best third place ribbons. The fact that I was always selected for the B grade squad of every team sport I trialled for and only broke into circles of the female species by lathering myself up daily with the scent of friend zone. And on days where I felt I started to make some ground, my crooked teeth, acne, and middle child syndrome jumped in to pull me back down. Little did I realize that, despite all this, I had won the geographical lottery, being raised in Sydney, Australia, a first world country. Everything I wanted to change, improve on, and be better at was within arm's reach. All I needed to do was ask the right questions to the right people. Who knew? In school, I certainly didn't. Between then and now, I've cracked a code that has worked for me and my peers. I have absolute confidence that it will work for you too. It's fast-tracked me to a life as a design director, author, blogger, top-ranking podcaster and speaker at the age of 30 a lifestyle that has led me to be featured in How and Communication Arts Magazines and AIGA, the Professional Association for Design. It's led me to speak at Apple, Creative Live and Herman Miller. As well as this, I've been able to interview some of the brightest minds of our industry, including Global Head of Design for Visa, Kevin Lee, Global Chief Creative Officer for JWT, Matt Eastwood, and design director for Nike Plus, Ben Fullerton. This journey has stamped more than 100 cities in over 30 countries on my passport. Now, reading that back, I'm fully aware that I risk sounding egotistical and self-absorbed. However, know that I mean well, and in order for me to fully gain your trust and attention, I must paint a picture of some level of credibility. Nothing makes me hit the close button faster, than someone presenting an idea without sufficient research, well-rounded information, and above all, proven personal experience. So I'm going to introduce to you my perspective, to share with you my methodology and worldview on how to get a mentor as a designer. This doesn't mean my way is the only way, as there's always more than one way of doing anything. Anyone who tells you that their way is the only way is lying to you. We are all complex and unique human beings with different gifts, personalities and experiences. Finding a mentor may be confronting. You may need to change your current approach and way of working. This applies to people who feel they're already successful too. For instance, if one was to say, I've already made a million dollars. The other perspective is that this is a failed business because it has not made five million dollars. Speaking of millions, there are millions of doors that are presented to us in our lifetime. Hundreds daily. The question is, are you going to step through this one? The truth is, I believe you're going to get there regardless. But do you want to get there quicker? This is the opportunity I'm presenting to you. When I asked the thousands of emerging and established designers on my mailing list the question, What is it that you need that you feel that I can give you? Hundreds replied back within 24 hours, saying that they wanted a mentor. Perhaps this response was partly elicited by the screaming truth and realisation of the saying, you are the average of the five people you hang around. I'm also predicting that if you've picked up this book, you've realised that if you don't prioritise your own life, someone else will. The pain point here is that we all know time is not a renewable resource. So if we acknowledge how powerful mentorship is in helping us produce the results we're after, why do most of us only have one or two mentors in our lives, such as our parents or teachers, likely due to situation or circumstance such as proximity? Or maybe none at all. Who this book is for? Have you ever felt these common barriers to mentorship? I don't know where to start. I don't know where to look. I don't have any contacts. I don't know what to say to a prospective mentor. I don't know what's an acceptable arrangement. I don't have the confidence. If you have, take comfort in knowing that the answers are in this book. Let me tell you, I can completely empathise with those frustrations. It's bloody hard. I mean, they didn't exactly teach us how to open a conversation in school, not just with potential employers or clients, but with anyone. We weren't told about tone of voice or how to build rapport. We weren't taught about how to make a good first impression or what we can leverage to make it a win-win situation. Heck, if it wasn't for reality TV, we wouldn't even know the importance of eye contact, posture and to smile as we cringe at the bombardment of poor interactions, showing us clearly what not to do. We eventually just pick up rapport building through trial and error and observation. So then what? Are these the only tools we must continue to use and rely on for creating and developing quality connections? Surely not. In this book, I'm going to close that information gap. I will guide you on how to get a mentor in 12 steps. For the record, to punch your demons in the face, here's a quick hit of firepower against those common barriers I don't know where to start. You've already started. I don't know where to look. They're definitely on planet Earth. I don't have any contacts. We'll work on meeting new people. I don't know what to say to a prospective mentor. It's in doing that you'll find the words. I don't know what's an acceptable arrangement. Neither did they when they stood where you're standing. I don't have the confidence. You will when you uncover your worth through exposure and conditioning. Let's look at your perceived barriers as what they are, not worse than they are. Not being able to buy a $3.50 latte every single day doesn't make you poor, nor does lack of knowledge in a particular subject make you dumb. You get the idea. We are drowning in information while starving for wisdom. E.O. Wilson My intention for you. Firstly, I want you to feel like you're not alone. Secondly. I want to break down any fear and intimidation you may have towards prospective mentors. Thirdly, the success of this book will be measured by more than what is written on the cover. I have no doubt you'll get a mentor, or ten, by taking in and utilising the steps in this book. The true measure is walking away with clarity, a firm conviction of feeling grounded, and an increase of curiosity an expansion of vision, a heightening of self-awareness, and a deepened sensitivity to authentic human connection. A true mentor will try to lift other people up above them. Ram Castillo. What is a mentor? A mentor is someone who constructively guides, actively participates in supportive dialogue, and becomes a role model to a person less experienced than they are, particularly in the area of professional or personal development. My framework for the three pillars of a mentor. Guidance. Someone that advises, recommends, and supervises constructively, similar to a coach. Support. Someone that listens, counsels, encourages, inspires, and motivates similar to a friend. Role model. Someone that practices what they preach through their actions, similar to an idol. What is a mentee? A mentee is a person who is advised, trained or counselled by a mentor. My framework for the three pillars of a mentee are... Willingness. A mentee needs to try to be open-minded, to explore. It's a decision of the mind. Action. A mentee needs to follow through, to move, to plant seeds. It's a decision of the body. Commitment. A mentee needs to persevere, to be resilient, to push through barriers. This is a decision of the spirit. I've been a mentee my entire life and I will be a mentee for the rest of it. Ram Castillo What is mentorship? Mentorship, in its complete sense, is a two-way street. It's in reflective, collaborative, back-and-forth conversations that learning outcomes are achieved, assessed, and measured as legitimate progress. Don't get me wrong, reading a book, listening to a podcast interview or completing a video course from someone whose footsteps you'd like to follow in are all brilliant. However, for the sake of a clear definition, as you can see in the three pillars of a mentor, this person you admire only becomes a coach and an idol. This certainly is not to dismiss the massive value this type of relationship provides. It simply means the support and constructive sounding board of a friend isn't there. What makes us crave a mentor? Now, the problem is this. How do we get from where we are now to where we want to be? Navigating our way to our end goals can sometimes leave us feeling lost, disappointed, and drained. But there is a way to lessen the wrong turns, and that's what you'll be walking away with by reading this book. Everything we have right now began with nothing but a thought. An idea in our minds. Ram Castillo Are you particularly happy with something you've achieved? This might be an aspect of your career, a learnt skill set, a financial milestone, or a health and fitness goal. All those good things started with a deliberate and intentional decision within yourself, didn't they? But here's the all-important part two of this process. What got you here won't get you there. In order to elevate your thoughts and actions and fast-track your progress, you need to be informed by experts in your particular space of interest. By getting a mentor, you cut the guesswork and decisions that are costing you lost time, money, and effort. A mentor can show you the shortcuts, help you see the blind spots, and help you succeed faster. When you look at experts you admire, Do you ever wonder who are they, really? I mean, how on earth did they get to that level? From a distance, it's easy to assume that a mentor is more intelligent, more fearless and gifted than you in your current state. However, it's not that at all. It's just that they've played that game before, over and over again. The fear, the anxiety, the challenges, the unknown are and will always be there. This is because the stakes will continue to get higher and you'll have more to lose, such as more wealth and equity in your brand, credibility, network quality, and financial assets. The big difference is that over time, you'll simply learn how to manage those emotions better. How a sidestep can lead to a forward step. Before we dive into the juicy practicalities in this book, I'll briefly share with you a few key events that may influence your decisions moving forward. It may widen your version of what you think of as a right or wrong professional development decision. What's come to surface in my life over time is that seemingly unrelated experiences from the past can actually prepare us perfectly for our sought-after destination. When I started high school, I had already decided that when I finished I wanted to be employed as a graphic designer. How that was going to unfold was a puzzle. All I knew was that in Australia, the legal minimum age to work was 14 years and 9 months. So my plan was to work anywhere to demonstrate that I was employable in the first place. A tiny part of that journey and what I learned looked like this. I was a checkout operator. Age, 14 years and 9 months. Employed at Woolworths, a large grocery chain. What I learnt most. How to make eye contact, smile and say hello fluidly. And also how to use body language. To be conscious of tone, rhythm, pace and volume in my voice when communicating with customers. Resolving customer disputes. punctuality confidence, the starting baseline of a personal income, and cash handling and payment systems. I was a service attendant, age 16 years, employed at something fruity, a premium health food store. What I learned most, portion control, opening and closing a shop, and accountability. I was a member of the floor staff. Age, 17 years. Employed at Kmart and Surf, Dive and Ski. What I learnt most. Inventory, product categories, and how presentation affects sales. I was a glass collector, then bartender. Age, 18 years. Employed at Establishment Bar. What I learnt most. People desire moments of escape from everyday reality. And I learnt about social dynamics. I was a mailroom boy, age 19 years, employed at Singleton, Ogilvy and Mather. What I learnt most, the significance of 350 different roles in steering a large company, process and protocol, networking and advertising. How all this prepared me as a designer. Being a checkout operator, I learnt to treat customers with empathy and care. Being a service attendant, I learnt to price products relative to their quality. Being part of the floor staff, I learnt how product presentation matters and inventory requires constant monitoring. Being a glass collector, then bartender, I had an insight into human interactions, emotional exchanges and behavioural psychology. And being a mailroom boy, I learnt the mechanics of running a business and how to build a professional network. The hero and the coward both feel the same thing. Fear. But it's what you do with it that matters. Constantine Cus Diamato Exposure and conditioning. As hinted in the beginning of this book, I never had much luck with seduction or attraction in high school. I know, I know, I can almost hear your screams of outrage. In all seriousness though, I really struggled with self-confidence and I simply did not know how to meet women. Then, one day in mid-2004, I watched a movie that you may have seen yourself, titled Troy. It starred Brad Pitt as Achilles, Diane Kruger, Eric Banner, Orlando Bloom, and Rose Byrne. The movie portrays the battle between the ancient kingdoms of Troy and Sparta. Brad Pitt was basically as shredded as a cheese grater. Bear with me, this is getting somewhere. It made me ponder the question of why male strippers are rarely ever nervous around women. Well, it's just another day in the office for them. They've exposed themselves, excuse the pun, to a level which informs them of what to expect. This is no different to building rapport online and offline with key influencers, decision makers, experts, and prospective mentors. Exposing yourself to opportunities to learn from others and the conditioning to deal with diverse situations will get easier the more you do it. One big, big point I need to highlight here is the step before this, which is being prepared. Think back to the times that you have spoken in front of an audience, whether in school or at some type of public gathering. You would have noticed that your nervousness was directly in proportion to how prepared you were to deliver the content. The more you planned, practiced, and primed yourself for the task, the more ready you were to slam dunk it. Three lessons from my most influential career mentor. If you read my first book on how to get a job as a designer, you would remember that I mentioned a gentleman named Ian Wingrove. Allow me to expand on the story of the man who gave me a chance when no one else did. Over the course of a decade, Ian gently moulded me, perhaps at times he did so unknowingly, as I observed his actions matching his words time and time again. He taught me how to design with purpose. He taught not by ever telling me what to do, but rather invited me to really think about solutions on my own. He would hint and at times suggest, and if ever I made progress, he would discuss why my solution worked. It was a bonus that, as my mentor, Ian exposed me to the idea of lifestyle design and strengthened my existing understanding of ethics, which was originally passed down from my parents. Number 1. A lesson in persistence Ian and I first met in 2001. I was 15 and in grade 10 in high school. Part of our curriculum was to explore career paths. We had to organise our own two-week work experience placement. I literally rang 99 design companies under the graphic design services category of the white pages. If you were born after the mid-90s, you may not know this as the printed version, since they started to get phased out around that time. It was essentially a very thick phone directory of businesses around Australia, now only existing online. On my last day of trying to find work experience, I had my tail between my legs as I walked into the careers advisor's office. I disappointedly had to update him that of the 99 design companies I had rung, all of them had rejected me. He then said, try one more. Feeling defeated and convincing myself that I had exhausted all options, I groaned, and okay. Since the listings were in alphabetical order, I had given up on the batch below the letter V. My careers advisor slid the white pages across the table to me, and I proceeded to randomly select a design company under the letter W. Hello, good afternoon, this is Wingrove Design, answered the receptionist. Oh, hi, um, I'm from Parramatta Marist High School. My name's Ram Castillo. Our school has asked all grade 10 students to organise our own two-week work experience, which is why I'm calling, I replied. Sure thing, can I put you on hold, she said. Of course, I responded, with a forced tone of enthusiasm. Hello, this is Ian Wingrove, said the voice of a very confident and down-to-earth man. I responded with, uh, Hi, Ian, my name is Ran Castillo, and I was wondering if you by any chance took in students for volunteer work experience. I'm currently in grade 10 and looking to know more about the design industry. Ian replied, We've actually never taken on high school students in the past, as our priority is to accommodate university interns. However, I appreciate the initiative, and we do have capacity. When can you start? Next week, if that's okay, I replied. No worries. See you on Monday at 9am at the studio here in Surrey Hills, said Ian. So Monday comes and I'm as nervous as a cat crossing a street in Vietnam the eager beaver inside me gets me there 20 minutes early. I sit on a couch in the waiting area, flicking through beautiful matte-finished coffee table books on exhibition designs, typography, and photography. At around 9.10am, a a surfer-built, young and energetic-looking man with Thor-like locks wearing a white t-shirt and cargo pants enters. He drops his skateboard on the timber floor, starts skating around for a few seconds, kicks his board up, walks towards me, extends his right hand while smiling, and says, Hey, you must be Ram. I'm Ian. It's great to have you join us. Naturally, my brain exploded. In that moment, and in the two weeks that followed, I got the warm fuzzies. This was it. I wanted to be a designer. Number two, a lesson in patience. Every year thereafter, I would send Ian one or two emails to keep in touch. Usually, they were hi and hello, mid-year emails or end-of-year, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year emails. In 2007, at 21 years old, I got a phone call from a new number while at the gym. Hello, Ram speaking, I answered. G'day, Ram, it's Ian Wingrove. How are you, mate? Hey Ian, wow, it's been ages, I'm doing well, in between jobs at the moment, but kicking on, I responded. Good timing, Ian said. Before you make any decisions, I'd love to catch up. I've just started a new agency, we're pitching for a big client, and could use your help. The following day I met Ian at his new office. I hadn't seen him in the flesh for six whole years. A lot had happened during that time. Notably, I finished design college and had an entry-level portfolio to show. Cringeworthy to look at now, but enough for Ian to see potential. I helped out for the week. We pitched against five other shortlisted agencies and won. He immediately offered me a job. My heart sang and I said, hell yes. From then on, I stayed on board under Ian's guidance as a full-time designer for three years. Number 3. A Lesson in Possibility I have Ian to thank for awakening in me the desire to try and the permission to fail. Without Ian, this book would not exist, which for me would be a personal tragedy as I would have missed the enrichment of mentoring others myself. I thank Ian for caring enough to lead from the front and for sharing his wisdom with me. My hope for you reading this is that you plant many seeds and nurture them with persistence, patience, and possibility. Long for better. The same values and qualities that I found in Ian are what draws me to other standout individuals. I'm sure that you can relate to this with the people you've met on your journey. There's a quote that I really love which ties back to all of this, and that is, If you want to be a millionaire, speak to a billionaire. This vehicle known as mentorship is something that I have found and continually find as the common denominator for accelerating results. The purpose of a mentor is to help guide your learning. Mentors have made many of the mistakes for you. Calm waters make poor sailors. Old proverb. When you think about it, if someone's doing something that you ultimately want to be doing, and this person is at the top of their game in that area of expertise that you'd like to learn from, it's highly unlikely that this happened overnight. They would have survived many storms. You may be familiar with the saying that it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. These successful people praised in public have spent years and years practicing their craft in private. Sometimes we can forget that. There are experts out there who are exceptional at what they do and can consistently deliver. Why is that? Well, I can tell you that it's not because they got lucky. It wasn't by chance or by accident. They've performed repetition above and beyond uncomfortable to a place on the edge of uncertainty. Be constantly in a state of shitting yourself. David Meg's Hook a coach versus a mentor. I should also point out that there's a difference between an instructor or coach and a mentor. A mentor embodies values and characteristics that you would like to emulate on top of the self-improvement factor or skill set learning. Here are two examples. A personal trainer who helps you with resistance training a couple sessions a week versus a personal trainer who does that plus lives a healthy lifestyle, has a thriving small business, and perhaps volunteers once a week at the local school. I'll share a little story with you, which I'm sure you'll appreciate. At about 9am one morning, I was at the gym, and one of the trainers, I kid you not, walked through the weights area with a big bag of McDonald's and a can of Red Bull. He sat in a corner and proceeded to eat his breakfast. Now I'm all up for eating whatever you want in moderation, but there is a big difference between competence and excellence. Another example is learning the Adobe programs to help with your technical design ability, which you can do via online or offline classes, versus an experienced designer or creative director who can do that plus give constructive criticism on your design thinking and idea generation. Maybe even teach you a few things when presenting to clients. I've also found that traditionally, mentors don't exchange their time for money, unlike instructors, coaches, or consultants. I'll go back to what mentors do get in return later in this book. If you could only sense how important you are to the lives of those you meet. Fred Rogers So here's how you find one. The 12 Key Steps to Mentorship. Alrighty, Giants, I hope you enjoyed that. What you heard was the first 50 pages of the 200 page book. It is available for purchase in all formats paperback, ebook, and the complete audiobook over at gettingamentor.com. And if you're listening to this prior to mid October, you can check out the events page as I'll be on my USA speaking tour from October 14 until December 20, 2016. There's a side trip to Mexico as well, so if there is an event near you, please come along, I'd love to say hello and meet you in person, because I haven't actually been back to the States since my first tour which was two years ago. Now for any questions you may have, direct message me on Snapchat, Instagram or Twitter, my handle is TheGiantThinker. Ask me anything and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. And for a little teaser for the next episode, it's with a world famous photographer who has photographed the likes of Scarlett Johansson. Bill Clinton, Halle Berry, Rihanna, Tyra Banks, Giselle, Naomi Campbell, Heidi Klum, Adriana Lima, and the list goes on and on. He's also the main photographer for Victoria's Secret, so stay tuned for that one in less than two weeks. Also, before you race off, I do encourage you to check out freshbooks.com giant, especially if you're running a business or freelancing. You know, it wasn't too long ago that working for yourself was looked down upon, there was a stigma that one couldn't get a real job, but that's no longer true. Today, 1 in 3 Americans are self-employed, the trend is growing and by 2020 this group could grow to be over 40% of the US workforce if this trajectory continues. Millennials are 54 million strong, the largest generational slice of the workforce, who change employers every two and a half years. And Millennials are in fact more inclined towards self-employment, perhaps they, or we should I say, grasp the potential and possibility of an always connected world. So check out freshbooks.com slash giants if you're after a cloud-based accounting solution to your business and you'll get 30 days of unrestricted use via that link. Until next time, giants, take care, be kind to each other, and I'll catch you on social media or the next episode. See you then.